Could you use a quick tip daily? How about a tip that can impact your day? My name is Rafael. Join me as I bring you tips by experts around the world. These experts have shared their knowledge and wisdom with me and will directly share them with you. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, and comment, and I would love for you to become part of the New Tip Daily community. Hey, good morning. I'm over here messing around with my Rubik's Cube. Um, Rubik's Cube can be complicated, right? But does it have to be? Not if you know the sequences to working them out. And the reason I like messing around with it is because I try to figure things, different sequences out. That's why I, I'm always learning. I'm always trying to figure different things out. Today, I want to talk about a uh, touchy subject. So let's, uh, let's welcome you back to New Tip Daily. It is episode number 162. So the touchy subject is divorce and separation. So I want to touch upon some of the things that we can avoid in order to have a happy marriage. Here are a few things I will be discussing with you. One, acknowledge, acknowledge and learning to process your emotions and those of your spouse. Let's start with that. How do we learn to acknowledge our emotions? How about the ones of our spouse? What do we... I'm not saying you have to know exactly what they're thinking or what they want to say. What I'm trying to tell you is that imagine being in their place, all I'm asking for you to do is to try to understand from their point of view. And ask for clarity. Always ask for clarity. When it comes to, any, whether it's a spouse or a friend or a, a co-worker or even your boss, ask for clarity. So marriage, divorce, separation, oh, Business can be like a marriage. But let's consider an actual relationship marriage. So understanding the emotions of your partner. I think initially we need to understand our own emotions. How do we feel about what they're doing today? What they just did or what they continually do? Remember, we may have overlooked certain things because we were in love. Yes, I put that in uh, quotation marks because in love means to me, it means accepting everything about your partner. That doesn't mean you have to like it, but accept it is a different story. So let's say they do something that's really annoying and it gets on your nerves. The one with the problem 
is you, not them. So what you need to do with your emotions is figure out a way to not let it bother you. That right there is a great tip for any relationship, but especially when you are in a love relationship, if you will. We need to consider our emotions. How does that make me feel when they do this act or thing that they do and it just, it gets on my nerves. Maybe they chew their nails. Maybe they, you know, they don't pick up after themselves. Maybe these are simple things that we can start to work towards. But communication is going to be part of that emotion. Controlling your own emotions, understanding your own emotions. You got to communicate with yourself. Then you have to communicate with your spouse on how that makes you feel. You know, you can say, man, I'm really angry when, when my spouse does this or my partner does this. But if you don't say anything, you just get angry. Man, they have no idea what's going on with you. But we say, hey, you know, by the way, I just want to share with you how I feel when you do this, how it makes me feel. Not that you're wrong doing it. I just want to, and maybe you can help me deal with it. So communication is going to be an integral part of, you know, understanding and learning how to process your emotions. So I went right into two, and that's effective communication. That's the second tip that I'm giving you. You have to effectively communicate. One is, of course, telling them your feelings. How does that make you feel? One of the things I teach in, in self-defense is, especially for kids, is they have to tell somebody to stop it, and then they have to tell them how they feel about it. I don't like it. And then... They have to give them instructions. Don't do it again. Right? There's other aspects that we go into, but what if you communicated these things with your spouse and you said, hey, can you stop that? Because I don't like it. This is what, how I feel about it. This is the emotions I get when you do these things. Can you stop it for now? And then just explain to me why you're doing what you do. I want to try to understand. And then maybe I can learn to accept it. Right? And, you know, if children are involved, this is number three. This is number three tip for today. If children are involved, how to deal with their emotions and their understanding. You know, we may not have a child express their emotions because they don't know how, but it's up to us as parents to show them how. How do we teach a child to express themselves without hurting somebody's feelings as well? That's the other part of, of expressing oneself. Let's, ex let's even have that open communication. Hey, listen, what I want to tell you is how I feel. I'm not here to hurt you. Or hurt your feelings, but I'm just telling you how this makes me feel, and maybe you can help me understand my own feelings. That's definitely.
part of it. And you can do the same thing with a child. And you can say, well, how does that make you feel? Does that make you happy, sad, mad? And it's okay to be mad as a child. Don't take that away from them because then they'll build it up, right? Let them know it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to have a temper tantrum. It's not okay to throw things. It's not okay to scream at other people. But remember, they learn from you. If you're a screamer, if you throw things, what do you expect them to do? And you can't get mad if they're doing it. So the way we behave is how our children are going to learn to behave. We are their teachers. The fourth thing, finances. Oof, that's a touchy subject, but it shouldn't be. It should not be a touchy subject at all, especially with a loved one, because we need to, hey, James, good morning, my friend. So, so having healed from a divorce, there's a lot of knowing that, that goes on, right? You're right. And communication and boundaries, without a doubt. Listen, I'm divorced. Did I want to be divorced? No. I got married, to be honest with you. I thought that was it. I thought that was it. I was going to be married for life. I made that commitment. It didn't work out that way. And I'm not here to blame anybody because it's two people and it takes two to tango, right? So when we consider finances, a lot of people don't talk about finances. They don't understand finances enough to be able to have a communication. So before, this is a suggestion, before you even get married, learn about finances. Learn how money works. And then if your spouse is not knowledgeable, maybe, or maybe you're both not knowledgeable, learn together. If one is knowledgeable and the other one is not knowledgeable, your spouse may not want to learn from you. Maybe you have to have someone help them understand it, and then you can come together and understand it. So who takes care of the books? Who takes care of the credit cards? Who takes care of paying the bills? Who, how many bank accounts are there? Personally, I think there should be four accounts per person. So between the both of you, there should be eight accounts, your own individual accounts. And then there should be four accounts as a family. So what's one of the accounts that we should have? One is, let's say, mortgage, rent, whatever it is, right? Mortgage, when I, I say mortgage, I go into car allowances, gas, right? So those, because, listen, if you need a car, if you're in the city, you don't need that. But we need to budget for those things. So your mortgage, your transportation, whatever that is. And if you need fuel, that too. That should be in one account. We know, let's say your mortgage is, let's just use a, let's say you have a nice house and your mortgage is $5,000 a month. 
Who is contributing to this thing? I think both of you should contribute to it. Maybe one of you makes more money. Maybe we go, hey, you know what? Maybe your spouse makes $50,000 and you make $80,000. So that's $130,000. But it's not. Because remember, we all have four accounts. So if the spouse makes $50,000, they need to take a certain amount out of there. So now let's say it's 40000 for the year. And you are making seventy because it's 80 You took 10000 out for your four accounts. So now you're dealing with $110,000. So now we can use that into the four accounts. Each account is something, right? Your expenses that you, that will not go away. Your living expenses like your rent, your mortgage, wherever it is, your transportation, those you need, right? Then we go into another account, but you can even in, in put everything into at one. So all of your living expenses, food, gas, electric, phones, all that can go into one account. And then we can go into a savings account where you both contribute the same amount of money into that, right? And then we go into tithing because we should give to others. And then we go into investing. And so $110,000 that's left over should be divided into every one of those accounts, four accounts, right? Don't forget, your four accounts, one is what? Investing. The other one is, you can even start with fun first, investing, right? And what's the next one? Tithing. Maybe you want to give something to your church or separately from your spouse. And then the other one is savings. You want to have those. So fun should be in there. So you don't have to turn around to your spouse and say, hey, you know what? I want to I want to buy these clothes. or I want to buy these sneakers or I want to I want to buy this toy, adult toy. I want to buy these things. So that's how you can start working on your finances, but you have to do it together. If you cannot do it together, you're going to have financial problems. And most divorces are because of finances. People fight because of money. You spent too much on the credit card. You spent this, you bought this without telling me. I had a gentleman who was a client of mine, which uh, he was never going to change. So I could not help him. His wife could not go food shopping, which is for him as well and his children, without telling him if he's if she spent over a hundred dollars food shopping, he had she had to call him and he had to approve it. Wow, talk about control. 
he could never change. And no matter how many times I try to help him out, he, he felt he had a, a small mentality when it came to finances. So he would always be poor, poor, middle class, but that's poor. That's poor because if you have to tell somebody that they can't spend money on food, man, that's, that's something else. That's a topic for another day. So finances. If you are not doing well, you started your life together, you decided to date one another, you decided to marry one another, whether you're the one that gave the ring or you're the one that accepted the ring, you both consented to that. Then you went and took the vows. Let's say you're not married. Let's say you're just a couple who lives together. You consented to live together. Whatever it is that you're doing, you still consented to do it. If things are not happy anymore, before you go into any craziness, Try counseling. There, there's so many great coaches out there who can help and guide you. And some of the topics I already talked about are some of the ones that get people divorced. Communication, finances, emotions. Controlling those, you'll have a happier marriage. And so, so the other thing you want to consider is how to grow together. You need to grow together by doing things that your spouse or your partner likes. Maybe you don't like it, but then they'll do something that, you know, maybe they don't like. Maybe they don't want to go shopping with you. They hate shopping, but they'll go with you. Why? Because they're to support you and they're to be with you. Maybe your, your partner doesn't like going on business trips. Well, what can I say? You can make it easy where it's a two-day business trip and then you take an extra two days and make it a fun vacation. This is how you work things out. And if needed, if there is no choice and you both say, you know, I've fallen out of love with you. I don't see you. Or the other person cheated. Yeah, that happens. We all know that. Then you need to seek legal advice. Here's the biggest tip I can give you on that. Get a mediator. Why do we want a mediator? Because, to be honest with you, if we go to court, if we go to a trial, it's going to cost a lot more, a lot more, a lot more than you ever expected. And especially if there's children. Oof. And I don't know, to be honest with you, a lot of divorces could be amicable. Say, hey, you know what? We're not. It's not working. But you know who is the biggest instigators? The lawyers. I'm sorry, lawyers. If you're a lawyer, I apologize. 
but the lawyers are the ones that say, well, let's get them for everything they they have, or let's get her for everything, or let's not give her this, hide this, do, do this. You know what? You came in with nothing. You built something up. Or maybe you came in with a lot. Let's say you came in and you're worth $5 million and he's worth 100000 or she's worth 100000 Well, initial amount should be kept separate. Whatever you built in between is what should be divided. That I think is fair. But hey, that's for you to figure out with a mediator. If you leave it to the lawyers, it'll go half and half down the line, sometimes even worse. I've heard of so many couples who've gotten divorced and here in New York, I've seen a lot of men go and live in a basement, live in a basement. Meanwhile, their wife has the house, has the nice car, they could barely afford even rent at the basement because they have to pay child support, alimony, all these different things. And it's not, it's not fair. It's not fair. Neither for the woman. It shouldn't be. Because if you came into this relationship, you should come in with what you, you should leave with what you came in, plus whatever you built up together half of that so let's say let's say we both came into the relationship we both have five million dollars and then we both build up our wealth to be another 10 million on top of those so now we're talking 10 million dollars between both of us right is that fair I, I leave with my five, we built up 10, there it is. You take five, I take five, there, right? But what if I came in with 1 million and she came in with 10 million and we both build it up to 100 million together? She should still leave with 60 and I can leave with 51. It's no longer half and half, is it? It's whatever I brought in, whatever she brought in. So those are my tips. Get a mediator if you have to get through a divorce, because guess what? It's going to cost you a lot less. And if you have children, don't give the money to the lawyers. Give it to your children. Give it to your children. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here with me today. Have yourself an exceptional day, but do me a favor first. Like, subscribe, and so before I go, James talks about a prenup. If you come in with nothing, a prenup is nothing. It doesn't mean anything. But if you come in with a wealth over $500,000, yeah, I think a prenup is only fair. And the prenup should be, of course, legally binding, done correctly, and done by a professional, where it says that if you leave, just like what I just said, 
you came with $500,000, you should be able to, that doesn't get touched because that's what you came in with. So prenups are great, but if you came in and you're a brand new couple and you have nothing, then prenups don't mean anything. Thank you, my friend. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I, I think that when it comes to divorce, it should be easy to get divorced and it should be hard to get married. It should be hard. It shouldn't be so easy. People get married like that. And divorce takes years sometimes because of court battles, this, that, the other. I think it should be the other way around. But that's only my opinion, right? So thank you again. Please like, subscribe, and share these videos with your friends, family, colleagues, and your loved ones, your spouse even, so that you both learn to communicate better. Because communication is part of everything it 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 does make a bridge so much better to be on when you have to cross it right so communicate 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 learn finances and learn to speak your emotions there's your communication thank you so much i look forward to seeing you tomorrow have yourself an exceptional day take care everybody bye-bye